Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to This Is My Podcast podcast. This is episode two. In this episode, we're going to talk about anime, the retro side of it, what it is today, and where I think it's going to go, and everything in between. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you like everything, make sure you follow me on Spotify and all other platforms. But let's get into this episode. This is going to be a good one. I'm super excited. What is up, you guys? Thank you for tuning in to the second podcast of the This Is My Podcast podcast. Like we said, this first episode that we did in this podcast was sneakers. And in that one, we kind of teased what today was going to be about. I'm super excited on this one. This is going to get super deep. This is going to get like, uh, I'm just, I'm really excited to try and just kind of not take too much of the time when doing it. I'm going to try and keep this one kind of short, but still very, very profound things were because of this medium. And I think a lot of people can agree. And that is definitely why I wanted to do this episode of the podcast for sure to show you guys just kind of what inspires me, my start in it, how everything became what it is now, where I want to go with it. How does it affect my life? How does it affect other people's lives? But yeah, first off, let's get into this whole topic. Anime. What is it? Well, if you don't know anything, if you're living under a rock, they're cartoons in a way. But anime kind of is another thing now, at least within the 21st century of what it's becoming, because it's really a culture in its own, it's community in its own, it's a very passionate community, and uh, we're going to kind of get into different aspects of it in this one. So uh, yeah, first off, you guys, just uh, let's talk about me. So yeah, I got into anime really when I was younger. Um, I'm truly a child of the 90s, so... Uh, my first like deep exposure was into Toonami, but actually the sci-fi channel on Saturday nights, if you guys remember that they used to do a sci-fi block and then it would go into like a Japanese animation, kind of like the first ever test of like Fist of the North Star and all these other like crazy violent fucking anime that just, I guess, got US versions made. And they just pumped them out. And it was a very cool time because no one really knew about it. And if you did know about it, it was a super like still underground kind of thing. It's very different nowadays. So anybody that's younger that's listening to this and you're like, wow, well, like anime is kind of everywhere. Anime is kind of everywhere, and that's a really good thing. But uh, yeah, back in the day, it was super, super obscure. Like nobody was really into it. Nobody publicly talked about it. And if you did publicly talk about it, usually got weird looks. Uh, there's a lot of strange anime that's out there, and we'll get into that as well. But at the same time, there's a lot of, I think there's something for everybody. Anime is, it's it's a medium that's a lot like music. You can't just say like, oh, well, I don't like music. No, everybody likes music. There's just a genre that you have to find. And anime and cartoons as a whole, animation as a whole, is just a good medium to find those different types. But yeah. Um, I got started probably, I would say I first started watching it when I was like seven or eight. I was a child of just chilling at the house and going through the channels. But ever since I was a kid, I've been kind of a person that stays up late. And I think a lot of people maybe that are in this hobby and in this kind of community, we all kind of share like this communal insomnia when it comes to like watching anime late at night and just like staying up and just having all these big questions that these shows are like kind of presenting towards us. 
and it's a good thing to have, but it's, it can be taxing a little bit as well. You definitely have to have a healthy balance of how much you digest at one time. Um, cause if you try and cram session session, some of these shows, it will take your entire life. <laughs> like some shows have, you know, a thousand episodes, like anybody that tries to get into like one piece or like bleach, like there's just so much that you have to cover with that. But yeah, Toonami I think is really, um, where a lot of people, at least in the United States, this is the first time we ever got exposed to what it was. And, uh, like I said, this is kind of a dummy feeling that I have when I talk about it now, because it's kind of such common knowledge, but a lot of people back then didn't even know what Toonami was. People 10 years ago didn't know what Toonami was. Now kind of an entire generation kind of grew up with the idea of Toonami being a thing. It even came back. I don't know if it still is. I really just haven't. Like, It's such a different way to digest media now. Um, I think now if you would look back at, you know, if you would look back at, I guess, anybody that's now developing anime, a lot of the things that we grew up watching, Dragon Ball and Gun and Wing and all these other shows like Yu Yu Hakusho, like all these shows that we grew up growing up watching, they really did kind of manifest into what we have now with modern day anime. And that's going to be something that we get into it. But yeah, I would say Toonami for sure. It's such a generic answer, but it like it was such a powerful thing that we first got. Because as soon as you got out of school, I remember going to my buddy's house. All the kids and like we were like four of us that would you know after we got off the bus drop your shit off at the house and then ride down to our friend's house. And we would just huddle around his like big body TV and just watch Toonami started at three and went all the way to six. And then we just would go outside play and then go back. But like for that, for that three hour block, that was all that we were going to watch. That is every single day. And it was good because they showed a lot of these shows in syndication. So you would have to wait to the very next day after, you know, 20 minutes of a show to see what happened the very next time which was a really good way that they did that. Um, I know if you guys ever can go on YouTube, definitely check out the history of Toonami. It's such an interesting story. A lot of risk was involved in it, and I think it's 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 a true testament of a lot of things that we learn through the medium, and it's, you know, if you don't risk it, you're never, the story's never going to continue if you don't risk it, and that's like a lesson I think that we should always remember. Um, I think one, two, like a thing that really kind of drew it really well, it was just that it was drawn very well in the nineties and the eighties is probably for me, the golden era of animation in anime. I think pencil, like actually still that super like sharp angle stuff now, like it almost looks too clean and it was, it, you know, we have to remember that anime is just representations, usually of manga which are like Japanese comic books for people that don't know. Um, so you kind of have to keep it into that type of vein, but a lot of animation styles in the nineties were really experimentative in what they could do. I think a lot of more shonen anime, which is usually your more action style anime. I think they did a lot of revolutionary techniques when it came to animation and it came to cartoons and making certain things happen on a, on a, like a, on a, on a canvas technically. And it was probably one of the best times for a lot of us because I think if you ask, you know, your modern anime fan, at least of, you know, plus 25 years, I think that they would all agree that probably their favorite anime comes from that time period. If you had to, you know, give you, give your top three anime, what would they be? I think that, you know, two out of three of those are probably ones from the nineties or from the late eighties or the early two thousands. I think that that time is just so 
it's so integral to what it is now because you know you have your Attack on Titans, My Hero, you know Demon Slayer, all these great anime that are out now, and they're just adding to the legacy of what the medium is, and that's awesome. But they they know where they come from, and that's kind of a beautiful thing about the medium as a whole is like it's a continuation of so many different types of stories. And so many different types of outlooks on life. And you do slice of life anime, which has nothing to do with like powering up and screaming for two episodes, like an episode of Dragon Ball was. But like, it still has just as much emotional weight, I think, with the viewer, really more than film can have. I think some of the best feelings I've ever felt about life or great realizations really come from anime. I think that, you know. I would highly recommend one of my favorite ones that ever did that, I think, is Neon Genesis Evangelion. I think that 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 show as a whole, to look at human consciousness and grief and just all these heavy fucking topics and just take it for a very honest look and being like, okay, well, this is how we feel. This is what we think it is. Um, But then it just takes a total left turn in that show and a lot of big moral questions and a lot of big philosophical questions are asked in that show. And I think that they get good answers, but yeah, I think that, you know, if, if you want to find some sort of medium that is way more, I guess, explorative in how it's going to say something or if how it's going to, you know, if you, if you can find something that really kind of asks you a question you've never been asked before, I think that's really the best thing to look for. I, I, I've always challenged myself with shows that I watch to have it and do something for me. I think Dragon Ball has always been, is one of my favorite things in this world, always has been, just because I watched it from the beginning of, you know, Goku landing there and Grandpa Gohan following him all the way to, you know, Super with the, like, the Tournament of Power. Like, everything that has gone through with that person's story, I followed it. And it's, 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 you know, it's like a gospel in a way. Like, you, the gospel of Goku. Like, people people identify with that character just because he's a fucking badass. Like he always is going that next step. He's always trying to improve himself. And I think that that is always been a character that a lot of people look to for inspiration. Uh, just because, you know, he continuously goes through, but all the characters in that show, I think that you have Vegeta who shows that people can really change. Like they can change. Like you can be a bad person and consciously choose to correct that. And I think that that's his character. I think his arc is going to be really continued in whatever they do. It's such an open ended thing right now. I don't, I don't read the manga, so I just don't keep up. I, I just, I just watched the show because that's just how I've always followed that story. Um, but for what I know that is in the manga, I'm excited to see what happens with that character. I'm excited to see where Broly and all these other characters that they've kind of, you know, added into this universe. And now, with Akira Toriyama, the fact that he is, you know, getting older, but not like, not like he can't write anything, but eventually it's going to have to change. Eventually it gets handed to somebody and, you know, that's really where you got to trust somebody. But yeah, Dragon Ball for always, I think a lot of people, that's one of the bigger shows in the world when we talk about anime. And I think it resonates. I think it will always have a fanhood. I think it goes over the world in the amount of people that enjoy it. And I think that's a really cool thing. I think another show that uh, always gets a lot of credit. It's kind of a, it's kind of a side thing for me because I, I I'm a little biased when I talk about this show just because I'm into the other aspect of it as well, and that's Mobile Suit Gundam. I think Mobile Suit Gundam for me has always been that show that just dug under a little deeper than anything else, and it, it always resonated. I think the big part of why it's like that I think is mostly due to just the 
the maturity that it assumes you already have when you watch it. It's already such a deep thing about children and war and how it affects them and psychology and human evolution and going into space and overpopulation and, you know, climate change and all these different topics that have been brought up through that. But ultimately it's really just about the horror of war. And I think a lot of people who grew up post world war two, Japan, you know, that's something that was just part of life, the horrors of what had happened and what a country did to another country. And I think that's kind of a big inspiring thing that you have to remember when you watch any type of media from another country when maybe you are from another country. And I think that it's a look into the culture, but it also is like it's trying to say something to the audience that know it's it knows it's gonna reach. And I think that Mobile Suit Gundam has always done a good job of addressing big topic issues like that. But it goes deeper. It goes into, you know, the psychic evaluation of people and how how the next step of evolution could possibly be humans leaving the planet and just, you know, not being a burden upon it anymore. And I think that that's people who get really, really nerdy about Gundam kind of understand what I'm saying is like it is almost a philosophy type of show. It's the same as Evangelion, Dragon Ball, all these all these shows, Naruto, like. A lot of the things about anime is that it's built on a philosophy. And I think that, A, you have to take it from the Japanese culture. You have to see where how they feel about something. But then in its own, there's different parts of that culture in its own that have different beliefs and different ways that they look at stuff. And I think that it's always been a good window. I've always been fascinated with that part of the world. And I think it really does just come from being a child and always kind of being around it, but like never a part of it. And I think that that's like where a really big curiosity comes. And obviously you have to be pretty respectful in that sense. You don't want to try to appropriate anything or like take something that isn't yours and like try and claim it as that or like that you understand it just because you know that part of that culture. But it is something that is the beginning part of a conversation where we talk about like, well, maybe other people in other parts of the world know something better than we do here. So, like, as an American, I have to watch anime and I have to watch something from another culture, from another people, from another idea, and not try and just be like, oh, that's cool, and then just stand by and let it go. Like, I really do have to take pieces of it and maybe not maybe not appropriate it to my life, but at least apply the theories that go into it and adapt that and make it something where it is mine, but it's also respectful in the sense of who made it, where it comes from, and... I think that that's just, that's the line that some people sometimes have to be really careful in this community about is like, we understand that our side, an American viewer of anime is not probably going to be the same type of thing as a Japanese viewer of anime or anybody else, because it's truly from two different lenses of the world. And I think that that's why when people talk about subs and dubs, why I think it gets so passionate is because sometimes the subs aren't really lining up with the dubs. So yeah, that's really that. I think the subject matter is really a big part. But like I said, I'm I'm a little biased when it comes to like Mobile Suit Gundam because obviously I'm super, super, super heavy involved in Gunpla, which is kind of like a shameless plug here for my channel that I have. Uh, so it's DHOW TV. On that channel on YouTube, we do gun like Gunpla builds and we're going to start doing Gunpla tutorials and all these other really cool ideas that I'm hopefully going to get involved into that side of things, which is kind of to reawaken that hobby where, you know, Gunpla, for those who don't know, is it's kind of a mixture of Gundam, which is obviously Mobile Suit Gundam, and Plamo, which is plastic models. So it's little tiny robots that you build and customize, and you can paint them, and you can do all this cool, like, just nerdy shit with it. And I think that it's been 
one of my favorite hobbies to get back into just because of how much of an impact it can make on, I think a, your mental health for good and bad. I think that if you apply Gundam or, or if you apply Gumpla, just like you apply any other craft, as long as you go into it with just wanting to get better and try and practice a skill, I think that it is one of the most enjoyable things in the world, especially if you like the subject matter, it just makes it 10 times better. And they're cool fucking robots. Like they're really fun to make and it's fun to do it with people who, you know, have a kind of interest in the same thing. Even if you're not like, you don't have to obviously like want to build the same thing because there's thousands upon thousands of kits that you can pick from and you can kind of make each one of them of your own. But yeah, I, I I think toys and merchandising and all of that is kind of where we will lead into like the modern aspect of anime is now it is so easy to get something from a show or just any type, if you have a passion, the internet is the greatest thing that ever happened for this medium. Like, if you want to buy lunch boxes with boobies on them, that is like, you can buy an anime girl booby lunch box. Like, I know I can just Google it and I could buy it, and it'll come to my house in probably like like ten days. But the fact that we now have such accessibility and anime are like a, like we said earlier in the episode, it is such a wide spectrum of parts of life of people's interests, of people's fetishes, of everything. Like, you get into some of the weirdest parts of people's psychology. And some of the, I mean, I would, sometimes, yes. And it can be too much. It can be poor taste in some people's viewpoints. But, you know, at the end of the day, what if it if it don't float your boat, then don't get in the boat. Like, I mean, that's that's a thing with anime. You got to find what you like, but you are absolutely 100% going to find things you don't like. (laughs) Like you are going to run into things that you just cannot get on board with. And it's just, it's just, I I think you can, some people talk about the three episode rule. If you watch a show for three episodes, if you don't like it, just fucking move on. Like I think some shows are, they can fall victim to that. I think it's, it's funny when certain shows know that that's what people are doing and they have to kind of, fit it all in and then kind of reset at the third episode. And then it's like another show. It it gets weird sometimes like that, but at the same exact time, you know, if you're going into a show with the best of intentions, you may find something that you really like. And I think that's really a cool thing about it. And not really even only on the merchandise side, I think anime culture now leading into where we are now with anime. I think it is such an integral part of media as a whole, because I mean, it's such it's in the public light now. You've had over the past like four years have had a few movies that have released in US theaters that were anime films and you know, it's been a long time since that's happened. I think the Pokemon movie was like the last fucking one that did that. Like that's a really cool thing to know that that's happening. And now modern adaptations that are happening of anime franchises, that's a really that's where I kind of go back to like I said before. I said you have to have a respect for what the medium is where it comes from, who made it. And I think that America, we do a really good job of fucking that up. I think we do a really good job of taking these super, super deep, like ideas that are in certain movies. I think of like the ghost in the shell, like American make version of that, you know, they really attempted to just grab the aesthetic, but none of the fucking substance. And that's where it gets lost. Like that's what that movie is about. Because that movie's already been made, it's called The Matrix. <laughs> like, and now you have the fourth Matrix movie that's coming out. But yeah, like, we've already done it in the United States. That's where we kind of make our version 
like I'm saying, you, that's why I think Ghost in the Shell just fucking flopped as hard as it did in the United States. Nothing on Scarlett Johansson, nothing on anything else about that movie. But the fact that, you know, when you watch that film, it does not feel anything like with the source material. And I think there's multiple films that are like that. It's because we've kind of taken a lot of those pieces and already thrown them into other things. So if you want to watch Ghost in the Shell, you should just watch The Matrix because you're pretty much in the same fucking realm, at least in inspiration and like pieces that they took from it. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't, it's a catch 22, you know, damned if you do damned, if you don't, if you don't try and make these movies, you're just going to make anime fans feel super alienated. Like they don't ever get what they want. And I can say with confidence that like anime fans, some of us are the most fucking annoying human beings on social media, just about things like that. And that's, you know, I think right now you're seeing that probably with like the cowboy bebop Netflix series. I haven't watched it yet. I'm kind of scared to now. After everything that has been said about it, because I really do enjoy Cowboy Bebop. I think it's one of the better shows that's ever been made. Um, But I also understand that, you know, you can't just you can't just directly rip it off because then there's no originality. But you can't make it so original that it doesn't look anything like what it's trying to be. And I feel that it may be a weird like left left foot right foot type of thing with that show is like it goes back and forth from doing both of those things and that's that's what i worry about with at least u.s and like north american adaptations of anime like it just it just there's something weird about it it's you know it's like a white guy that can rap like (laughs) it's not that it's wrong i'm glad somebody's doing it but you know it's kind of weird when you say it but anyways let's move on to the next part yeah so let's get in today what like what do i watch now like I, I'm such a I'm such an old man when it comes to anime because I just really kind of go back and restart series that I just watch. I restarted the Inuyasha, which has been really really fun. I really do like that show. I'm glad that I started it back over. It's pretty easy to get through. It's got a good story. Um, a lot of the voice acting in it, I think, for that time, it's a lot of the same people that were in it um, that are in a lot of other shows, and you start kind of to notice that that a lot of people's voices sound the same that's probably just because it is the same people especially in the 90s when there really wasn't the amount of voice actors that are now doing what they're doing now but yeah i think it's been fun to restart those shows i went back through went through you haka show again that was really really fun it reminded me why i like this series but you know i'm i'm still trying to catch up with things that i've that i always wanted to watch when i was younger and now I have that time where I'm like, oh shit, all I'm really doing in life is just kind of like hanging out and, you know, enjoying the things that I like. And there's so much to digest, but yeah, there's been a lot of good shows that I've been watching throughout the entirety of me ever watching anime. And I think that everyone should find those shows. And I don't think, I don't think you necessarily need to watch what's new. I don't think you necessarily can't watch what's new. I think that you should find things that you are naturally drawn to. And like hip hop, I am naturally drawn to that like '90s aesthetic, and it was just such a good time. But no one really knew, understood, I think, at the time how good it was until you moved away from it. And you know, that's obviously not really what it can be. And I think to have the debate too about like modern versus retro, and just like oh, the old stuff was better, the new stuff sucks. Like not necessarily. Go watch the first season of My Hero Academia. That was fucking cool. Like that show's really good. And I think that kids now that have that kind of stuff, I think it's really good. I think Demon Slayer, the movie, I think that the fact that a kid got to go 
to a fucking movie theater and sit and watch an anime that they really like. I think that's really cool. I think that that's a good thing. It makes me excited for the future. I think that having the debate of like, you know, well, this is better than that time. That time's better than that time. Well, all of that is subjective. Like I grew up, I have such nostalgia for retro anime. So that's why I get stuck in that rut, but I am self-admitted in that rut. I am the person that will tell you absolutely. I'm stuck there. It's really hard to get out. There's a lot of good shit that came out in that time. And there's still so much that I have to finish before I can even feel like I can move forward just because there's a lot of shows that I just want to see what they were. And unfortunately, it takes a lot of time to get through a lot of these shows. So, yeah, I don't think the debate of retro versus modern is really even useful anymore in almost any type of debate. I think the people do that with sneakers. They do it with music. They do it with everything. TV, movies, like the future has so much cool shit in it. And we don't even know what half of these things that are going to inspire kids, you know, 25 years from now. Maybe there is a show that comes out in five years that just completely revolutionizes the entire medium and you know, just really changes the game. And I think that that's kind of what we want. I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of more, I don't, I don't want to say people play it safe, but I feel right now in a lot of different mediums, I think music is the same way. I think people play it super safe. I think people are scared to take a risk. And I think that that's what it needs. I think that's a, that's a thing that needs to have. um, I think it needs to be addressed in that field of, you know, if we're going to have mass appeal to this type of medium that we all grew up loving, we kind of got to keep it OG and we kind of got to keep it to where it's, it's such, it's, it's, it, you have to be very protective of it at a time, but you don't want to gatekeep. You want anybody who wants to be able to come and do this and be part of this community to be able to do that. Because I think that's why most of us gravitated to the community was because we honestly felt like we did not have a community. I think you have to remember, like, yeah, we're nerds. Like, <laughs> like no matter how cool you think you are, like, if you sit in a house for seven hours a day cramming an anime show while fucking smoking a bowl and, <laughs> like, eating Cheerios, like, homie, you're an isolationist. I just, I just want you to know that. But, yeah, I think that people shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't. It's not the popular kid table. Like, that's not at all what this type of thing should be. I think Gunpla is very similar in that. I think that you know, due to the internet and TikTok and Instagram and all that, people just want to be celebrities and shit. And it's like, yo, you just need to realize that you're a kid. Like, even if you're in your thirties, like homie, you're still a kid. Like you're just relaxing, trying to enjoy something. Like, don't take the shit so seriously, but also at the same time, you should be protective of it. Like it's, it's a refuge for a lot of people. And I think that there's so many different types of shows that can help people. And, you know, can really make people want to be better versions of themselves based off of characters that they just grow an affinity for. And I think that that is the thing we should always remember. And looking forward, you should remember that because, I mean, kids nowadays, the how much ingenuity that they have and how much they can take from the past and kind of adapt it now. The amount of kids that want to wear shit from 95, like, that's, that's really uplifting for me because it, it makes me hopeful that, you know, a kid that watches Akira in 2022 is going to be like, fuck, I'm gonna make something just like this, but like even crazier. And that's what I want. That's, that's what I want somebody to do. I don't want somebody to be like, Oh, you know, we can never try and do something like this. Cause that's just, that's not going to, that's not going to really play anymore. Like you've got to, you've got to have new ideas. You've got to go into that direction and you got to trust yourself. If there's young people listening right now, man, motherfucking trust yourself. Like, this is, that's what life is about. It's about trusting yourself and it's about, you know, 
experiencing things and you know life is magical and it's fantastic and that's where i think anime really grips most of us is like in the hardest of adversities i've always put on i put a thing on facebook a couple months ago where i was like if i've learned anything from anime it's that the best changes that are going to happen in your life are at like the fucking worst time where everything seems like it's just going to go to shit and i was like that's like a spirit ball when goku fucking throws a spirit ball it's always with some fucking big ass attack that some villains thrown up at him. The biggest attack that guy's got all of his power throws it right at Goku. And every time, because my man does not stop believing in himself and he knows that there's a power inside of him and he knows that that's what he awakens. And he knows that he's the greatest fighter because of that. And he's also a super humble guy and a super funny character. It doesn't take a lot of shit seriously. And you know, and have fucking Vegeta. this like Kakarot. Like it's, it's funny. Like, that's why we like that shit. Like I, I appreciate the lessons that I learned from this medium and I hope other people can learn just as much as I did. Um, but kind of in like the last section of it, you know, when you go like, well, what, what would you want to do? What is the future of anime? What is the future of the, of this community of this, you know, almost cult in a way, <laughs> just kind of kidding, but that like, not really in some cases, but I think first off, you have to remember this is art, um, your art style, there's such a difference now between CG style animation and people that still do hand-drawn. And I think they both have equal place at the table. Um, but I, I don't want, obviously I would be a little biased if I said that, you know, I'm only going to do, I, I'm totally okay with CG. No, I think the hand-drawn is the hardest thing to beat. I think it gives this medium what it is. But I also understand that some ideas you need a little assistance in. And I think that uh, CG, when it's done appropriately and it's done well, I don't think it's that bad. I think that good usage of it was when um, the Mobile Suit Gundam, the origin, when they did, you know, Kazval when he's fucking in that gun tank. I think that was a really cool usage of it. I think in battles, uh, especially like mech style battles, I think it's perfectly fine. I think that what they did in the Broly movie with the background when they were fighting near the end, like that's a really cool effect. You're not going to get that really out of a lot of different things you could do back in the day. That's definitely a modern day take on what that show and what that franchise uses and just blowing your mind in a theater, especially like it was such a cool scene. I remember just everybody being like, holy shit, like this is so cool. And like losing breath while watching that scene in a theater was such a cool experience. And I think I'll always remember that. Um, and like I kind of said, you need the new ideas. These new ideas have to, they have to come out from all different places. I think that if you're going to have anime be a worldwide thing, you have to have a worldwide outlook. I think people, not just from Japan, I think that there should be European creators and African creators and Australian creators and South American creators and North American creators. Like, we all understand the medium now, but we have to, like I said in the beginning, we have to continuously have a reverence for where it comes from, but also understand that you can, you can make something with it. You don't take it and you don't like try and reinvent the wheel and like claim it like, Oh, this is, this is only how we do it here. Like, no, no, we're already taking some shit that isn't ours in the first place. If you're from another place, and you go into that medium and you go, okay, well, I, I just got to do my thing. And I think that that's the big part of it. And, you know, anytime that, a, that kind of conversation comes up about like appropriating things. And I know that's a controversial topic in anime, just because, you know, some people, if they know it's made in the United States, won't fucking touch a show because they don't consider that anime. And I think that, 
You know, some people are right when they feel that way, if they want to take a certain leeway of judgment about it. But if you don't feel that way, then you probably have a good justification of why you don't feel that way. But I think as long as you are going into anything, and if you don't want to appropriate it, but you just want to respect it and then maybe make something and interpret your feelings through it, I think that that's okay. I think that if you are going into it trying to, you know, respect the pillars of what it is, but also try and bring maybe a new idea to it as well. I think that's an artist. And I think artists, we have such leeway. And I think that you should give such an excuse to this fucking sake of art. And I think that that goes into gunpla. I think that goes into music. I think that goes into film. I think that if you're not trying to change it, if you're not trying to do something different, then there's really no need to just redo it and rehash it. I think that, you can only do so many remakes until people are just over a certain franchise. And I think the anime does a good job of continuously trying to change something. They have shows that have continued for 20 plus 30 plus 40 years, but they continuously are trying to do something in it to where it doesn't become too stale. And if it becomes too stale, the fans are really good about letting them know, Hey, this shit kind of sucks. Like, can you do better or just stop? (laughs) And I think that, there's some of the best shows I think in my opinion were ones that understood just it didn't need to go too long. I think Cowboy Bebop is that way. It's fucking 27 episodes or something like that. Like that's all that show is. I think Trigun was the same way. I think, you know, Van Helsing, I think was in in a similar place. Like if you can just run this story, that's the important part. But the thing to kind of to close it out is to remember that like anybody can like this stuff which is like my biggest recommendation. If you listen to the podcast, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Like I said, we weren't going to go too long, but I do want to finish kind of on this point. Even if you don't like anime, even if you've never given it a chance, even if you don't know where to start, you don't know what shows you would be into literally find a friend that maybe like that, likes something and just ask them what they like and ask what they know about. And even if you can't do that, there are plenty, plenty of resources online to find shows among shows among shows in every fucking language spoken on earth at this point, pretty much like if you want to watch dragon ball in Spanish, motherfucker, you can go find dragon ball in Spanish. Like you can do that. Um, if you, and I think that's, that's the best part about it is the accessibility with the internet kind of integrating now. And if you can, please don't pirate the shit. Like I understand people do what they got to do, but try your best. That's a, that's a totally different topic and a totally different podcast episode. But yeah, if you can support the creators, if you can do that, then they can continuously make this stuff. That's the best way to keep supporting it. If you can go to conventions and hang out with your friends and just encourage people to, Hey, well, you may like this show or you may like that show. Or if you're going through a hard time, if you know something that can help somebody, like I think that that's the best part about it is because the community aspect of anime is really what makes it such a beautiful thing is that there are so many realms that you can dive down into just these little tiny Japanese cartoons. And there are so many beautiful people that are involved in it, that have a passion for it, that make it that draw, that draw inspiration from it. You know, whether you do like music that has art that's involved in it. I think that celebrities nowadays are a little more public about if they like it or not. Shout out Megan the stallion. Good job for you. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a really cool thing. I think that being able to go and buy something and not have people like laugh at you for liking animated, like 12 year olds. Like I know it's fucking weird, but like at the same time, there's people that identify with that shit. 
Like, and it only takes you, it only takes a person, you know, dropping their judgment a little bit and lowering the ego and just kind of diving into some really random shit. And you may really like it. That's the thing too. I think most people, when they immediately look at a show and they go, I wouldn't watch that. Like you may actually like it. Like that's, that's for sure. I think the people that take a dive into certain parts of this medium, I think are pleasantly surprised with what they find. But yeah, that's kind of closing out you guys. Appreciate you guys for listening to this episode. Um, this is the second one. The third episode, I think we're going to talk about music. I think we're going to talk about, you know, what do I do? What is my actual, like, dream in life? Like, I know that I always, in my YouTube channel and all that, it's like sneakers and just, like, shit I get and stuff I'm into. But, like, I, I am a musician first. That is that is 100% what I do. That's what I feel I'm here for. Everything else just kind of sits with that as well. I just want to be an artist. I just want to be creative. And I'm going to kind of go through my creative process. What am I trying to do? What are these ideas that I've gone through in the past year? There's been so much change that has happened in my life personally. But I think through faults of my own and faults of others, I think that we are at where we are meant to be. And I think that that is the beautiful thing. And I can close it on that anime taught me a lot about that, you know? That even if you fuck up, even if it is your fault in some things, you can you can improve yourself. You can critique and you shouldn't be afraid to do that because if you want to truly grow, you must be honest and you must break through these barriers that are in your life. But thank you guys very much for listening to the This Is My Podcast podcast episode two. We'll see you in episode three. Talk about the fiddles, talk about the skittles and everything else that's in between. But I'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you very much. Peace.